This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I'm ready to receive the incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. I will never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yeah, your best shout ever. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. John chapter 15, starting in verse 1. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Jesus is talking. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my father. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Well, God, give God a shout of praise. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much for being here. Ryan, don't go too far. Right over here. Matt Goss, please come up. Give these two fellas, come on up. Give these two fellas a great hand, if you will. I have put them on the spot, but I would like you to know that Matt is really going for Pedro here. He wants you to vote for Pedro. Not much hope in 2020, so we're going for Pedro. Uh, I want you to do something. For four months, I have been preaching to a camera and a wall. How many have enjoyed the online stuff we've done? My opinion is it's, it's been uh, bar none excellent. And these are the two fellas that made it happen. You don't always get to see it a lot. Yeah, you can give them a shout. <laughs> 
But what you got to watch on Sunday and enjoy, uh, all of the edits, all of the sound, all of the camera angles and shots, are these two guys that would show up every Thursday, set everything up, uh, stay down, work late, take all that footage home, put it in a computer, hours and hours and hours of editing. Matt also working with our B kids, hours of editing, teaching them. And to me, uh, not even expecting that we would go through what we went through, it was not even in a job description. Both of them, just because their love for this house and their love for the kingdom, stayed up till 2 and 3 in the mornings and came early and stayed late just so our house and others could enjoy the ministry of this house. So one more time, would you just give them a great thanks for all that they did? And they didn't know I'm going to do this, but it's okay. They'll be blessed. The Bible says that if you have something in your means to bless somebody, you should do so. And so I have got a bucket over here with a B on it. And after church, I would just love you to plant a seed to these two fellas. Everything that comes in, we'll just split it between the two of them to say thank you so much for working hard. If you want to give online uh, and you're watching online today, you can just go to the app like normal and just do Seed for the Need. And Michael will make sure that all the money that comes in today for Seed for the Need We'll go to these two fine fellas who've worked so hard. Fellas, thank you so much. I wouldn't have wanted to do it without you, and I couldn't have. So thank you so much. Bless you. Thank you. So make sure you bless them really well. Make sure you got a five, an extra ten, a hundred, whatever. Put it in the bucket. Everything that goes in the bucket or seed to the knee, we'll just give to them. We'll bless them for it. And again, fellas, thank you so, so, so much. Well, I've missed you. I've missed you, I've missed you, I've missed you, I've missed you. Give yourselves a hand because I'm so thankful you came today. Uh, somebody said, how many are going to come? I said, well, if one shows up, that's more than I've been preaching to for four months. So thank you for coming today. Thank you for being here. And all those that are watching online, thank you so much. We're live streaming, so we're hoping it'll go well with our live stream. So for those that cannot come home, would you just give a shout to all of our family that's watching this morning and welcome them to the house. We're so glad that you're here as well. I have prayed about what to say today as Robin just, uh, you know, gave her testimony of what God had been doing in her for 30 years of being in ministry and preaching and uh, doing church, I've never been in a situation whereby it's just totally shut down. What I did love is I didn't have to rethink a mission statement. I still felt the same thing God told us to do, we could just keep doing, which is to own our 50 feet, to read our Bibles every day, zero excuse. And if we did those two things, we're accomplishing a great mission. How many of you believe reading your Bible every day and owning your 50 feet is a great mission, right? You cannot go wrong there. But thank you as well to your giving. Uh, our giving increased during COVID, so only God can do stuff like that. Uh, it is such a blessing. But because of your giving, uh, two great things have happened. Number one, because everybody just kept giving extravagantly, we paid off our $87,000 note. Come on. Hallelujah. Check that one off. 
uh, and we'll take tackle the million next. I believe we can get rid of it as quickly as well. We also, due to your giving, we were able to totally renovate our cafe. I encourage you to go by there called 2981 Coffee Company. We've redone the whole thing. There's still a lot more that needs to happen, but you can stick your head in and look. Uh, it's, it's just been a gorgeous update to our cafe. A great place. It's very warm and inviting now where in the future we can do some community in there, have date nights and love people and just have a good time. So again, thank you so much. And now another surprise is maybe you all sat and scratched your head and thought, wow, Olivia has done so well on COVID and uh, she's gained weight. She's been eating really well. And uh, so I think I can kind of spill the beans now because it felt rather obvious that I'm going to be a people. Woo! I don't know what they're going to call me, but I'm going for people. I just like that. Uh, <laughs> people Mark. Me and Robin are going to be grandparents. Praise God. I'm so, so excited. I don't know the due date. I just let them figure that out. She's a midwife, and whenever she's ready, she'll just plop that thing out. And uh, thank God, I'll tell you how good God is to me. She's going to do a home birth, and thank God they bought a home, so they're getting out of mine. <laughs> like, God, I don't want them birthing a baby in my home. <laughs> so praise the Lord. It has been fun, a fun four months. <laughs> it's been a fun four months. Congratulations, Michael and Olivia. We're excited to see. We got a lot of pregnant ladies coming, so... Uh, just babies are going to be everywhere, and I'm just so excited about it. Again, thank you for being here. I want to take a few minutes and talk to you about fruitfulness. I've really prayed about what God wanted to say today, and I've wrestled for about a month. Just, Lord, I want to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to our house. I believe the only way we overcome is to hear the Holy Spirit. There is no other way to overcome except that you and I would hear what the Spirit says, and then we would go do that. And so I really prayed and said, God, what do you want to say to us today? I would imagine all of us in this four months that life is kind of flipped upside down. We all have our own testimonies and things we've learned about ourselves, about our families, about our children, about our insecurities and weaknesses we were singing about today. But uh, this scripture and thought popped up, the word fruitful, I want to ask you a question and just be honest. Would you consider your life right now to be a fruitful one? And by fruitful, there's all kind of definitions, but let's start here. Do you consider your mental life fruitful? Your thought life? Those things that psychology would call your fears, your anxieties, your frustrations, your, your torments? your happiness, your good thoughts, your bad thoughts, would you, if you could analyze your thought life right now, the things you've been struggling with, the things you've been grateful for, if you really could analyze it, would it categorize itself as, well, I do believe that my thoughts, my, you know, the feelings of my life are in a fruitful place. Number two, your physical life, we're a spirit, soul, and body. Is your spirit, is your physical life, would you say, I feel pretty fruitful in my physical life. Are you happy with your weight? Is your weight fruitful? Is your health fruitful? Is the way you treat yourself physically a fruitfulness? 
You get to answer it because there's really no way that we could just put one single thing on the wall because fruitful means something different. But do you believe that right now your physical life is a fruitful one? The health of your body, the health of your physical life. Number three, your spiritual life. Is it fruitful? Do you struggle constantly with weaknesses and sins and uh, you know, limitations of your spiritual life? Do you, do you ride a roller coaster up and down in your spiritual life? Sometimes you're really hot for God, man, you're trekking with the Bible. Other times it's kind of like rock bottoming and you just roller coaster. Where are you f- fruitfully in your spiritual life? Now let's just come into the reality. Where are you in your marriages, husbands and wives? Are you fruitful? Are you fruitful in the the way you communicate with one another? Fruitful in the intimacy that presents itself in your home? Your children, do you feel that your parenting is fruitful? Are you constantly fighting against your children? Are you constantly struggling with your kids? The things that go on. Where would you line yourself up as fruitful in parenting? Your money. If we could evaluate your money or you evaluate your money, do you feel fruitful in your money? Are you content where you are or do you want more? Would you like to have a little better retirement? Would you like to be a little healthier, a little thinner? Would you like your marriage to have a little more romance to it? Would Because this chapter that Ryan just read over and over, if you'll open your Bible back up to John 15, I just would like to show you that I believe from my assessment that God has a great expectation for us to be fruitful. Not mediocre, not barely get along, not I'm sort of happy and sort of content. I just want to read some passages out of this to inspire you to think that your Jesus that died for you really, 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 really wants your life fruitful. The sad thing about this is the prosperity gospel that people talk about a lot has come along and so there's a lot of people that don't understand what fruitfulness really is. Because we've seen charlatan preachers come along and fruitfulness be the things that it's not. And, but listen to what Jesus said in verse 2. My Father will cut off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. And He prunes the branches that do bear, bear fruit. Watch. So they'll produce even more. Like it seems to me that the Father Himself is not very happy if my life doesn't produce fruit. The father himself says, well, if you don't, I'll just cut you off. That kind of sounds like a parent that's frustrated with their kid who just keeps living at home but producing nothing. You're like, you're 35 years old. It's time to move out of mom and dad's house. I'm going to cut you off. I guess what the Lord is intending to say is there is a spot with him as a father that he's wanting us to take ownership of his covenant. He doesn't mind you being a baby. He doesn't mind lavishing you with His grace. We, we sing about it. He doesn't mind lavishing you with His mercy. We sing about it. And it feels good when the Father lavishes us with His mercy and grace. But there comes a time where God says, Okay, I've lavished you long enough. It's time to grow up. 
I think this COVID moment has really caused all of us to think, am I grown enough? It exposed our weakest points. You heard me say that a lot through our online services, that sometimes the greatest crisis reveals our greatest weakness. You know where you're really struggling when you hit a crisis. Listen to what Jesus goes on to say in verse 4. Remain in me and I'll remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5. Yes, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, verse 8, you will produce much fruit. Verse 16. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. How many of you would at least agree, without having to take anything out of context, biblically, that in one single chapter, Jesus has made it pretty clear that the Heavenly Father wants us to be fruitful. Watch though, not just fruitful, lasting fruit. Wait a minute, not just lasting fruit, more fruit. Wait a minute, not just more fruit, ongoing fruitfulness. Why? Because it is a statement that His covenant is a reality. Your fruitful life is a testimony that it pays to serve the living God. Therefore, if I'm not fruitful, it becomes an accusation that the kingdom of God does not work. And people have a right to accuse and say, Well, Robin, you say you serve the Lord, but I don't see any difference in your life, your emotions, your marriage, your physicalness, your spirituality, your children, your home, your marriage, your money, nothing. I see nothing any different, but you tell me that you're connected to the vine Jesus Christ. But your marriage is a wreck, your home is a wreck, your emotions are a wreck, your money's a wreck, your health is a wreck, your children are a wreck, your house is a wreck, but you love Jesus. And what I'm reading in this and what I would like to end with you today and, and at least inspire you is that thinking is so far from Scripture. Because we, we are to be connected to the vine and when I'm connected to the vine, I produce a fruit. You should be able to hang out with me. I'm not talking about being perfect, but you should be able to hang out with me and go, well, it does pay to serve the Lord. I see the fruit in his marriage. I see the fruit when he fails. I watch what God does when he repents. I see the fruit in his finances because when he's on rock bottom, he still gives and God rewards him openly. I see the fruit in his children because even when they rebel, he blesses them and the rewards come to his children with favor. I see the fruit in his business and in his life because I watch God bless him with favor. I see the fruit in his health because when he's sick, the elders lay hands on him and God raises him up to health. Do you understand that Jesus is desiring us to be fruitful? So what, what isn't fruit? Turn to Revelation chapter 3 because I, I do believe what's happened is because this is so powerful of a thought, Jesus and the Father demanding that you and I be fruitful, the devil hijacks the fruitfulness because he wants to accuse. Anybody remember what Revelation 12 says? He accuses 
Lucifer's job is to accuse us before God. It's to look at James, Carmelo, Eva, Kyle, Gary. It's to, it, the devil just looks at us and points to the Father and says, Look at their lives. Look at Sophia. She has zero fruit. See, I'm accusing you, God, because your children are bearing no fruit. So can you imagine that, that the devil himself would literally accuse you before the Father? That you bear no fruit. You're a dead branch. A lifeless Christian. So we're born into this world. We didn't ask for it. We just kind of got here. Nobody kind of asked us if we wanted to show up. Our mom and dad just popped us out. And here we are dealing with all this. But because the enemy understands the power of a fruitful life. A salt of the earth. A light of the world. He hijacks that, and rather than bearing the fruit of the covenant of Jesus Christ and His wisdom, we bear the fruit of the world's wisdom. And we kill ourselves to have the fruit of the world. We lose our marriages for the fruit of the world. We lose our testimony for the fruit of the world. We lose our health for the fruit of the world. I just cannot quit eating donuts, fruit of the world. I lose my health because of it. The fruit of the world. I lose my marriage for the fruit of the world because I work 70 hours a week for the fruit of the world. I lose my intimacy with my wife because I lust for the fruit of the world in pornography. I lose the intimacy of my heavenly father because I lust for all the images of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, hours upon hours spent in video games. Why? Because I'm lusting after the fruit that the world offers me because it's so meaningful and it's so tangible. But it's impacting my emotions. I'm fearful. I'm just you know, personally kind of shocked at how many of us Christians feed ourselves on social media and all the news, the negativity over and over and over. Well, if you feed on that fruit, that's the fruit you get back. And not in a joking way, but in a very serious way, I just had to tell my wife, man, i got to come off this stuff. It's just feeding my brain all the fear and the negativity and the frustration, and I found great freedom in it. I'm not asking you to do it. But I am just letting you know that if we're not careful because fruitfulness is so powerful, we will go after fruit. So listen to what Jesus, who expects fruit, says to a church. Now this is Jesus talking to a church thousands of years ago. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all the things you do. You're neither hot or cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That doesn't sound like the Jesus I like. I like the Jesus that brings me cotton candy and blesses me. I don't like the vomit Jesus. The vomit Jesus gets on my nerves. It's too grotesque. But the word spit you out of my mouth is, is the way we would say vomit. Verse 17. Here's what you say. This is to a church. I'm rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And then Jesus. And you don't realize that you're wretched, miserable, 
poor, blind, and naked. Just let that, everybody just kind of gander at the TV for a moment. I'm going to just be quiet. You say, what are they saying? My life is fruitful. I'm rich. I got a house, I got cars, I got clothes, I got food on my table, shoes on my feet. I have everything I want. How do you know? Because all my credit cards are maxed out. I got everything I want. I can go on Amazon and get anything I want. I can charge it. I get 0% interest. The beautiful thing is I just got another credit card with zero so I could transfer the higher balance to the zero card so I could still keep getting everything I want. Oh, and I don't really need a thing. I mean, there's stuff I would like, but I really don't want anything because I just lavish myself with my own fruitfulness. It's why I work overtime. It's why I sell stuff on eBay. It's why I have yard sales. It's so I can sell stuff to get more stuff. It's why I constantly go and borrow more money so I can have everything I want. So I can have four car payments, a boat payment, a four-wheeler payment, six credit card payments. I can have a house payment. But hey, don't worry because I got a good retirement that's going to take care of me when I'm older. Oh, and don't worry, I just got a raise. I am now at $28 an hour. Why? Because I need more stuff, so I need more money for the hours that I'm working. This is what's going on with this church. I don't need anything. That's the fruitfulness of the world. Kill yourself for it. Sacrifice your wife, your husband for it. Sacrifice your peace for it. Sacrifice your credit score for it. Sacrifice your sanity for it. Don't spend time with your children because you've got to work so much to provide for it. Go into so much debt you can't even function. But don't worry, when you hit 65, you're going to get something called a 401k back. It'll pay off everything you've sold your soul to. It is the fruit of the world. And let me tell you something about the you say. It feels good. It feels good to be rich. And that's different for everybody. For some of you, for Sophia, rich is $7. Come on, shout out. Shout out to the Sophia. Rich for Lucy is, Dad, I need 20. I would imagine every one of us in here that just rich just depends on where you are right now because if I had the money I had now when I was 16, I'd have been a millionaire. But now with four children, a grandbaby on the way, and life and all of that, you're like, ooh, man. You see, rich is very subjective, but we chase it. We run after it. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. I'm not going to belabor the point. I just would love it to sink in. I just would love you to be honest. Are you in that group of people? Are you spending your hours, your 40, 50, 60 hours a week? Are you neglecting children and family? Are you in debt over your heels? Are you frustrated? Are you consistently trying to find newer and better and bigger stuff? Because that is the fruit of the world. And that is not the fruit Jesus was talking about. And yet because of poor theology and poor teaching, we've lent people in that I'm rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing, is the real gospel. 
That is not the real gospel. I have everything I want, everything I need. I don't need anything. I'm rich because Jesus is so good. There's some people that are poor that are more free than you are right now. Because in their poverty, they've realized something. In their need for another car, they realize something. In the struggle of life, they realize what did they realize? What Jesus said. You didn't realize that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That is a crazy accusation. Because it's polar opposite of everything I think I am. Everything I'm working for. Wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Obviously, the fruit Jesus is after is not what they were after. And that's at least where I would like to land the plane today. That there is a fruit that God is after that is not what the world is after. And you and I are caught in the middle. And the one thing that is hurting us is lying too. You don't realize that you. In other words, I get caught in the middle of this thing called life, but I don't realize. I don't even realize it. Because I'm keeping Jesus in the left pocket and me in the right pocket, I still feel pretty holy about this thing called life, right? I've been there. And all I'm asking today is would you just stop long enough to be honest and realize where is your time, effort, and energy going to this thing we call the world. In some weird way, what Robin said, I believe, was very prophetically true. God stopped the world for a moment of time, and I hope it got your attention. Because school, churches... Businesses, restaurants, movie theaters, everything that we sold our soul to, jobs, was shut down. And we found ourselves at home. Forced to be at home. Which is weird that God, in a weird way, could use Cyrus to shut an entire country down. Make us rethink something. I've spent the last four months rethinking where am I wasting my life, my time? I, I, I declared myself guilty in several areas. I've tried to repent of them. I declared myself guilty in the physical realm because I just ate anything I wanted, did anything I wanted to do, blessed it and went about my way. Guilty in the mental realm, whatever I wanted to see or think or do. So now that we know what it's not... I want to spend five minutes telling you what it is and then let you go home this week and really think about this because I want to come back. I don't want to rush it. I want to come back next week and continue with this thinking of what is a fruitful life. It's meant so much to me in this shutdown that I want to download to you what I've learned. Turn to Genesis 1. So let's take the next six minutes and just determine, and we'll spend more time in it next week. Genesis chapter 1. I would love you to read it on your own. Verse 11 is where I'd like to start. I would like you to read it yourself this week. And um, see what the Lord speaks to you in it. 
Verse 11, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. If you'll read on down, scroll on down, verse 21. So God created sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. Now, listen, this is an important thing about what kind of fruit God is after. The way God started the world was every seed would bear fruit after its own kind. Meaning plant an orange, get an orange tree. Plant an apple, get an apple tree. Same for the animal kingdom. Whales produce whales. Uh, Dolphins produce dolphins. Sea bass, sea bass. It was the way God established the kingdom that seed would produce seed. And if it didn't, something was wrong. If an apple tree produce an orange, we've got something went wrong. Either the the package was labeled wrong or I was deceived. Because if you buy an apple seed and plant it and an orange comes up, we only have a couple of problems. Number one, somebody packaged it wrong and labeled it wrong. Or you've been deceived. Now to understand Jesus who will come along later and say, I want you to bear fruit, Cameron. I want you to bear fruit tan. We can go back to the beginning of creation because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He is the God and the Lord of creation. Now I can start thinking that when Jesus says, I desire you to bear fruit, that he means that you will bear the fruit of the seed of his life. Because every seed bears after its kind. Does that make sense? I don't want to lose you there. So when Jesus is fruit, this is why in John 15 he says, You must be connected to the vine, for if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it will be done. You see, Jesus himself didn't just say, Reggie, go bear fruit. Because if Jesus just turns Reggie over to Reggie, Reggie will bear fruit. But the fruit Reggie will bear will be his own fruit. What he thinks, what he desires, what he wishes, what he wants, what he works for. So he says to JJ, JJ, I want you to bear fruit. JJ says, okay. He says, wait a minute, JJ, but not the fruit of your life. You must abide in me. You must be connected to my branch, JJ. My words must abide in you, JJ. Now when he now watch, when Jesus does this, when Jesus connects JJ into himself as a branch, grafts him, JJ works with trees. He grafts the branch in. I'm sure you've seen that, JJ. You can take a, a live branch that's cut off and in some weird way put it back on the tree and they weave it and it grows back in. Is that correct? Yeah. So when Jesus says, J.J., I want to graft you into me, Jesus is saying, really, the fruit of you, J.J., is me. That's what John 15 is saying. The fruit of your life, Victoria Kate, is not how hard you work, Mary Grace. It's not how much money you earn. It's not the fruit of your life. The fruit of your life is you're in me, and I'm going to come out of you. 
That's the fruit of your life. And when I come out of you, you will be blessed in everything you do. Everything your hand touches will be blessed. Why? Because you're grafted into me and out of me is flowing through you. Keep reading. It even gets better. He makes human beings. Verse 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. Listen to the very... Mm, I feel good. I feel like I could jump on this one. <laughs> very first word that I can get he ever said to a human. I mean, this is your masterpiece. This, this is God's masterpiece, Reggie. He's fashioned it with dirt. He, he, he's done, I mean, it's just a wonderful. This is the first thing ever in the true image of God. Man, his first word, what would you think it would be? Welcome to the family, right? Hey, James, welcome to the family, man. Man, my kid, man, I did a great job. His first word, be fruitful. You see, this isn't just some religiosity here. This has been from day one. There's been an expectation. Now, if we go back into Genesis 1, and then we study it in depth, what we will find out is, if God expected the seed to bear fruit after their kind, the animals to bear fruit after their kind, and go back to verse 27 if you would, Matt. Who is the person, who is the kind that made human beings? Come on, shout it at me. God. So if God created in whose image? His own. So therefore the seed is His own. Now go to verse 28. Be fruitful. Therefore... If an elephant begats an elephant and a giraffe begats a giraffe and a banana, that was Alabama, begats a banana, what should a human begat? The image of God. And that, my friend, royally ticks the devil off. Royally ticks him off. That God would establish a creature that would produce after its own kind and take over the entire world and have the audacity to tell them to multiply, fill the earth, govern the earth, reign over the earth. How dare you, God? And we don't even get one more chapter into the thing. And the devil has already changed the seed. Genesis, if you will. Chapter 5, I believe it is. I'm going to end here. Genesis 5. Verse 1. This is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, He made them to what? Be like himself. That's the fruitfulness. But let's keep reading. He created a male and female, blessed them. What did he bless them with? Be fruitful. And he called them human. 
But Adam sins in chapter 3. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son. Give me the phrase. Who was just like him. Do you see, we teach people all humans are in the image of God. We're not. We're just like him. The sinful, rebellious seed of our father, Adam. That's why when we're born on this planet, that nature pulls at me to be just like Adam, not like God. Have a child. You don't ever have to tell them to not do something. They will figure out how to not do something. They will rebel. A three-year-old knows how to rebel. Have you ever realized you don't have to teach a kid to disobey? They just get it. You have to sit there and go, I told you to obey. How come? Why could not a child born in the image of God obey? Because a kid is not in the image of God. They're in the image of their father, Adam, and they're just like him. Rebellious, disobedient, and they will chase the world. Just let that little adolescent kid get 13 and 14 and watch that little 14-year-old start chasing the world putting their body out there in bikinis and, and trying to capture the images and the life and the, the lust of the world. You don't have to teach them that. They get it on their own. We have to tell them, get off that. Stop doing that. Quit that. Don't look at that. Do you see we've been lied to? This is why when Jesus shows up and says, except you abide in me, you will have zero fruit that the Father will put his commendation on. This is why Jesus will say, you must be born. Why? Because we're just like Adam. That's why I have to be born again. Otherwise, I wouldn't need to be born again. Adam was made just like God, was to bear fruit like God, was to look like God, smell like God, think like God, be like God, walk like God, talk like God, sing like God, praise like God, and be God to the entire earth and rule and dominate and govern. The devil said, eh, not going to let that happen. Boom, failure, rebellion, disobedience. Ha ha, I won. Now everybody, watch the accusation. Now God, every human that pops out will no longer bear your fruit. They will bear the fruit of me. They will bear the fruit of my death and my rebellion and my... And so God says, yeah, that's true. But if they get born again and I graft them back into me, they will think like me, walk like me, talk like me, smell like me, heal like me, move like me. And we will take the world over again. Bow your head. That's the beginning. You ought to come back next week. Think about it. Let it sink in. Get it in your heart. Are you wasting your life, your energy, your time, your money, your credit cards, your stuff, chasing the fruitfulness of Adam? Killing yourself. Your health is at an all-time low because you cannot stop lusting after food. 
lusting after stuff. Your money, your credit score is at an all-time low because you can't get a hold of the spending. You need to spend. You have to spend. It makes you feel good. It feels important. You even tell yourself, I worked hard for it, therefore I deserve it. You don't even see your children because you tell yourself, I must work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Why? Because you've lied to yourself, I have to provide. Oh, you provide for them? I thought the father did. I thought he was the provider. So now you're, you've turned into jo Jehovah Jireh. Is that what I'm hearing? You're Jehovah Jireh now? Yeah, you should work, Dad, Mom. We, we should work. But kill yourself? Rob yourself? So you married the love of your life, but now the, the, the lust of the fruit of Adam is pulled on your eyes, drift to other women, other men, lusting after other things. I'm just asking you, would you be honest? I'm just asking you not to be like Laodicea. I'm just asking you, do you realize it's you, it's me? Do you realize we're chasing the wrong thing in this country? Do you realize we're looking for something we're never going to find in this country? Do you realize it's not another president? It's not another law? It's not another thing? Do you realize it's getting born again and producing the fruit of the ever-living, almighty, righteous and holy, eternal, ever-living Lamb of God? And I graft my life into Him and I begin to produce His fruit. Are you guilty? I'm not here to put you down, threaten you with hell. I'm just here to ask you, will you realize, like Jesus asked Laodicea, is your marriage fruitful? Your health, your money, your life. And if you do value the fruit, are you, are you valuing it next to the world or next to God? So Jesus, right now, I ask you to speak to your kids. I ask you to talk to us where we need to repent. Show us the things we need to say we're sorry for. Let it be a godly sorrow. Now, here's what I'd like you to do as we get ready to come to communion. And we have elements that are open and ready for those that don't mind. And for those that may, you may be a little concerned, we, we also have the ones that are prepackaged. Feel free to get both either. You're, you're more than welcome. But now comes the time where we let the Holy Spirit and we invite Him into our life to do what He does. I did my part to give you the Word. I didn't want to rush it. I, I just, well, I'll come back next week. We'll keep rolling. But I need you to at least put yourself into this category. He's expecting fruit. If you're not careful, you'll chase the wrong fruit and think that's the way you need to go. And you need to back up and ask, are you producing the right fruit here? That's my takeaway today. Do you know he's expecting it? And are you chasing the wrong? Now, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this house to work and have your way. Have your way. Let Breathe, Holy Spirit, on this seed that has been thrown now and breathe on the hearts that have received it and speak. Now, here's what Jesus said to that church. If you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. So what has the Holy Spirit said to you during this message? Did something stick out? Did something prick you? 
That was the Holy Spirit. Did something make you go, oh, yep, that's probably me. That's the Holy Spirit. He's not trying to make you feel bad. He's trying to get you to wake up and hear Him. So just listen to Him real quickly. What is He telling you to repent of in the fruit that you've been chasing? Would you stand with me if you will? Miss Patty, David, Chris, Earl, they're here to pray with you as prayer partners of this house if you need anything specifically, healing, agreement. Robin and I will be up front as well. If you just need prayer, we want to stand with you. We want to put our faith with you. We want to lay our hands on you. We believe healing can come. We want to stand with you for your marriage, whatever it may be, finances. We will put our faith with you, whatever that battle is. So we're going to add our faith to your faith. And you can come to any of these that are up here and they would love to pray with you. That's what they're here for. But here's how we end. You know, it's been a while just to reconfirm. As you come, the baskets are here for our giving, our tithes and offerings. Thank you so much for doing it. It's a, it's a way to show gratitude and be obedient to what the Lord's asking us. On these tables are the fruit of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. As you come and you're in line and the, Michael and the team's going to lead us through this God of revival, you can worship with them. Go back to your seat, worship. Create a kneeling spot right there to have an encounter with Jesus. But as you come, I would like you to just, as, as you're waiting on that moment, Holy Spirit, just talk to me. Show me what I need to do. Help me repent. And then when you come and you dip the bread in the juice or you take the element with you, I, I want you to just have... Now watch, this is how I want you to end. This is your connecting back to the vine. So if you've been running after your fruit, when you come to communion today, you're grafting back into Jesus' vine. So pray this with me. At the end of the prayer, we'll be here to help agree with you and pray. You can come and do communion and then be dismissed as you feel so led. If you want to stay and pray and sing, you can. If you need to slip out, you're more than welcome. It'll conclude what we're doing. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I understand today you expect your fruit. I've given you my fruit, but you're not pleased with my fruit. You desire your fruit. So today, as I prepare my heart for this communion, I make this confession. Jesus Christ, I believe you died for me. I believe you gave your life for me. I believe you're alive for me. And I accept you now as my Savior and as my Lord. I desire to do your will. Holy Spirit, come into me now and make me brand new. That I may produce the fruit that my Heavenly Father desires. In Jesus' name, you may come and partake of communion. We love you and bless you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Believer's Church podcast. If you would like more information about Believer's Church, you can visit mybelieverschurch.com. If there's anything that you need prayer for, please email us at amen at mybelieverschurch.com. 
Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week for a brand new message. 